Lynchburg Regional Airport is going strong. For many years now, Lynchburg's low fares have been among the most competitive in the area. And our conveniently scheduled flights offer easy connections on American Airlines through Charlotte to over 170 nonstop destinations worldwide. So check the great round-trip airfares currently being offered by visiting flylyh.com today and click book now. Prices are subject to change without notice and certain restrictions apply. Advanced purchase is required and availability is limited. When you're ready, we're ready. Check Lynchburg first. This is Randy Trost of the Trost Law Group. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, Trost Law understands exactly what you're going through. That's why we're available 24-7 to give you and your family the support you need to help you get back on your feet. If you've been injured as a result of someone else's negligence, call the Trost Law Group at 777-HURT. That's 777-H-U-R-T. And put us to work for you. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIUO. Ethan Boone leveled by Marquez Wood, the middle linebacker, who came over and planted him after a gain of one into the field turf here at Sabre Stadium. And now it looks like the officials are going to come in and check on Ethan Boone, who has been in line to be an FYAA Forest Youth Athletic Association defensive player of the game. Hadn't done a whole lot offensively here, but Ethan Boone very well defensively flying around and making plays. But the officials call for a timeout as the medical staff tends to Ethan Boone. 27-0 Heritage leads at Jefferson Forest. They would like to get back into the win column. They lost their first game last week. Against LCA, they're now 6-1, and 3-1 and one in the Seminole. Meanwhile, JF, they're 3-4 and four overall, but all four of those losses have been their four Seminole District games. And the Cavaliers are in a hole here in the early fourth quarter, 27-0. I tell you, he, Ethan Boone got stuck right there. And again, when you keep coming back to those same plays, I mean, the defense, once they read that, they, they know exactly where the ball's going. And he was on a beeline right there and really put a hit on Ethan Boone, and he is still down. Hopefully, he's going to be able to get back up and get in this game again here just a couple plays. Boone is being helped up. You kind of wonder whether it was the wind knocked out of them, which was just a hard hit to the chest. Obviously, if there's any kind of head injury, that's been exacerbated even more recently than it already has been over the last handful of years, and that would probably take him out of this game. But the medical staff will be tasked with addressing the status of Ethan Boone not just now, but when he goes off of this field turf at Sabre Stadium as he steps up under his own power and is being helped over toward the sideline. And maybe there could be another injury as well. He looks to be ginger and maybe more so he's putting a lot of weight on his left leg. Not nearly as much on the right side. You kind of wonder whether that part got rolled as well as his teammates come over. Uh, and offer their support to Ethan Boone, who is heading over to the sideline and the attention of the medical staff. Well, with him coming out of the game right now, it's a good thing Marsteller's back from his arm injury that he had in the first half and be able to get back and have their top two running backs at least available with one being hurt and now the other one being hurt. 18 seconds into the fourth quarter, Heritage 27, Jefferson Forest. Nothing. Second and nine coming up from the left hash mark, 41, JF's own 41. 
Bell, shotgun snap, pitch over to Morris Deller. Tries to get out of a tackle in the backfield of the 35. Gets some of the yardage back to the original line of scrimmage, but not enough. He's able to get to the 39 still. It's a loss of two. And now third and long coming up for JF. We've said that a lot here in this second half, and that's been one of the key differentiators. Only once has Heritage found themselves in a second or third and long, and they quickly flipped it into a first down. Yeah, well, hopefully maybe we can see again the opportunity right here for Josiah Bell to, to let his arm go and, and try to find a receiver, somebody that can get open in that secondary and get this first down on third and 11. Childress near side, Jackson far side, Marsteller on a swing route out of the backfield, and it's a throw looking for Childress, but it was behind him as Childress broke in around the 48, a couple yards shy of midfield, and that ball sailed behind him. Every defender was with Childress, so he may not have gotten much if he even pulled that in. He did not. So on fourth and 11, the punt unit comes back onto the field for Jefferson Forrest, who trails Heritage 27-0, 10-49 to go here in the fourth quarter. And in the last three games, JF's offense has mustered six points, and that was late against EC Glass last week. This is the gauntlet of the Seminole, and it is shown in terms of JF's challenges getting offensive production going. Meanwhile, it's a kick, not particularly deep from McClendon. Bounces at about the 40, and Heritage's return men just sprint away from it. One of those where everyone screams fire or pill or some type of word to get out of the way. The ball rolls out of bounds at the 42, and Heritage will be 58 yards away from the impact church end zone as they take over on five, four touchdowns. Uh, Heritage definitely has really enjoyed great field position for the majority of this game and has made the field a lot shorter for them uh, in the length of their drives. And again, defensively, now JF has really been trying to find answers to stop some of this run uh, that's really been hurting them on the ground. Four receivers set for Jasir Bateman. They hands off to Booker Felder. Stops at about the 41, bounces up from the 45, sprints past the 50, and to the 48 of JF, 10-yard gain, first down, Heritage. Well, I tell you what, he, like I said, his yards per carry uh, have to be pushing uh, for sure double digits. I mean, just every time he's touching the ball now, he's he's able to use his speed and his athleticism to get into the second level and make plays on the defenders for positive yards. And it's actually a yard shy of the first down, so it'll be second in inches, at least based on the initial spot. But the referees may be content to bring on the chain gang and give an official measurement on this. Well, from our angle right here, we're looking pretty straight on. It looks like it's a first down. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me as well. But the sign on the far side said second down, and the referees say no, 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 no. Change that from a two to a one and move those chains 10 more yards down the field. And that's what everybody does, and that's how it's first down and 10 heritage. Yeah, that's been um, some big runs. His his total is definitely going to be well over 100, 150 yards probably. Yeah, even in the second half alone, Rayshon Booker-Felder has been fantastic for Heritage being a key cog in their second half surges. Well, I tell you, Bateman throwing the football, you know, he's made some good passes right there, but we are seeing a lot of tendency – on that incomplete, he, again, overthrew his receiver who was open over there on about an eight-yard out route, and, and that comes down to some of his mechanics. Bateman this time, shotgun snap, thought about throwing, now does on a swing pass out of the backfield. 
On a spin move, it looked like Booker Felder has it for the 40. Spin move after the 35. Shoots down past the 30 on the far side numbers and finally gets to about the 20. And we'll see if the referees spot him right there. No, nah, they'll say it about the 23. But still, Booker Felder gets 25 and repeats a theme that has been prevalent here pretty much the entire second half of this Pioneer offense. Chunk yardage. Well, you know, instead of him running the football right there, he was in the pass route. And um, when uh, the quarterback was able to scramble around and, and make a play and extend that, he found him for the open pass. Twins to both sides. So two receivers, one in front of the other on the far side in the air. It will not go to them. It goes to Booker Felder on a cutback move off left tackle inside the 20 down to about the 18. Booker Felder gains five, second and five coming up for Heritage. You'll wonder now, it's 27-0. If they get a touchdown and a two, Heritage would put it to 35 with a running clock and it may be in their best focus and interest to try to get out of here sooner than later since they have the game firmly in their control. There is now an injured Cavalier down on the far side of the field. We'll assess this when we return after this. 27-0 Heritage on top at Jefferson Forest. 9.35 left here in the fourth. You already know that State Farm agent Paul Minchner offers great service. But what you probably didn't know is that State Farm also has surprisingly great rates on auto insurance. In fact, new customers call them jaw-dropping. And the surprise isn't reserved for just some. State Farm agent Paul Minchner has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Bedford. Give Paul Minchner a call at 540-707-4800 for your surprisingly great rates today. Just be sitting down when you do. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Still an injured Cavalier down on the far side numbers. It looked like it's Greg Harris on the far side around the 23, but we haven't quite gotten a full look. It looked like it was 77 for Jefferson Forest. So they have an injury down on the far side. They trail 27 to nothing, 935 left here in the fourth quarter. And, you know, we've seen some fight on the opening drive. JF kept Heritage out of the end zone. They had another drive in the second quarter as well, which limited the Pioneers. They were only down 14-0 at half. Heritage was in control. You saw they were moving the ball, but things have loosened up for them as Harris gets helped over to the near sideline. Yeah, again, it's just been a, it's been a tough night. Again, when you're, you're playing the best of the Seminole, which is, you know, the kind of thing that – JF had been facing between LCA and, and EC Glass, and now they're turned right around and have Heritage here in a home game. I mean, they're, they're just playing the best of the best, and the Seminole is so good in the state of Virginia. Um, you know, they're really seeing some top opponents right here, and they're still a growing team themselves trying to get back on track. Bateman flipped throw over to the left side, caught 20, slipping a tackle at the 15 between the left side numbers and sideline, down to about the 12. And they flipped her over onto the far side. And it looked like that was Marquise White. And Buckley went in on the stop there for Jefferson Forest. Yeah, that was just a quick throw out here to the to the X on the three-receiver side right there. And he was able – that time they were able to get their blocks and he was able to pick a hole for that first down run uh, for the Pioneers. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. Shotgun snap coming up, and it's a snap. Give to Booker Felder. Follows the right side of the offensive line past the 10. 
in the middle of the field, and he's down to about the seven. Should be a gain of probably a four to five. And it'll be second down, and we'll call it five from the seven, needing to get to about the two, one-and-a-half-yard line, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, the Heritage offensive line has just really been doing a good job opening up holes uh, for him to be able to hit right there. And that time he just came across, took the handoff, off tackle, made one cut back into the lane for, again, another positive run on first down. Heritage on their way to a 4-1 and one district mark and 7-1 and one overall. And to give this time to Booker Felder. Stops to turn the corner on the far side of the 10. Does not get past there. Josiah Bell again in the backfield with the open field stop. And while Josiah Bell may not get the FYA Offensive Player of the Game award, he and Ethan Boone have been making their cases to be Defensive players in the game, Boone before the injury, swarming around, and then Bell of late has really caught fire. Yeah, that was a great job right there to his side, being able to come off the block and be able to close down that running lane and make a solid tackle. Third and about seven, swing pass, far side, Booker Felder, 10, just drops his shoulder and gets down to about the five, still a few yards from those first down sticks and the impact church end zone. And with 7.30 to go in the first quarter, in the fourth quarter, it'll be fourth down and we'll call it about three coming up for Heritage as it looks like they'll keep the offense on the field. I mean, JF hasn't gotten the impact church end zone themselves, so I would say no real harm if you're Heritage and just going for it here. And if you don't convert, Dare JF to march all the way down the field. Well, JF made a huge fourth down play back there in the first quarter. They need to turn around and make a huge fourth down stop right here now as we enter into this, as we're in this fourth quarter play. Bateman at quarterback, Booker Felder in the backfield, and timeout called by Heritage with 6.59 to go in the fourth. We'll see what Brad Bradley draws up with his Pioneers ahead 27 to nothing in the fourth quarter at Jefferson Forest. This is Randy Trost of the Trost Law Group. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, Trost Law understands exactly what you're going through. That's why we're available 24-7 to give you and your family the support you need to help you get back on your feet. If you've been injured as a result of someone else's negligence, call the Trost Law Group at 777-HURT. That's 777-H-U-R-T. And put us to work for you. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Just under seven minutes to go fourth quarter. Fourth down and four coming up for the Heritage Pioneers. After their timeout was burned, they've got two left. It's probably not going to matter since they're up 27-0 against Jefferson Forest and on their way to their seventh win of the year. Dropping back, Bateman looking to throw across the middle in the end zone and broken up. Colton Childers incomplete at the L and Cavaliers knocked that ball away. His left hand got in there, prevented it from reaching the intended receiver. And the second time this evening, Heritage has gotten inside the 10 and then met with a stiff Cavalier defense to force a turnover on downs. Well, that was a great job defensively right there. Childers staying with his man coming across the end zone. And right there, and he was able to get his hand out and knock that ball down just before uh, the receiver was getting ready to bring it in for the touchdown. So they did their job. They made another stop on fourth down in the red zone right there for the Cavaliers. So now, again, they turn the ball over offensively here. Let's see what we can do offensively, try to get some first downs and maybe get some points on the board tonight against the Pioneers. Long haul to go for Jefferson Forest. They have 95 yards away from the impact church end zone. They want to get there once. 
before this game wraps up. A pitch over to the right side. Marsteller turns the corner for the five, stays on his feet and keeps the legs moving up to the 10. And then he's met by about four metallic orange helmeted Heritage Pioneers and pushed back there. Still gain of five, second down and five coming up with six and a half to go in the fourth quarter. A good positive five-yard run right there coming out with your back against your own end zone right there. there again, that was the push sweep right there, uh, and they were able to get to the edge and turn it up and get some positive good yards right here for a second down and keep that ball in their possession and get a little breathing room from the end zone. We'll call it second and four coming up, a six-yard game from Marsteller most recently. Three receivers, two to the right, one left. This time another give. Marsteller breaks through a hole at the 10 and up to about the 16. Should have enough for a first down presented by Navy Blakely Riller with Remax. And despite being banged up, Alex Marsteller has shown some grit and toughness here this evening, staying in the game even with the outcome in doubt. Yeah, good first down right there. They moved the sticks. Going ahead and coming with that over-the-top motion, but then he stops and cuts it right back into the line of scrimmage, kind of the counterplay to the to the um, push sweep that they run on their on this series. One receiver left, one right. Pitch now over to the near side and not going anywhere. On that, Marsteller, no gain. Second and 10 coming up for JF. 27 zip. They're down against visiting Heritage. 520 to go. Two first half touchdowns and two extra points. Two second half touchdowns, the first of which the extra point was wide left. That's how we're at 27 nothing. Three of those four touchdowns were Rajon Booker Felder, who was solid in the first half and has been explosive here in the third and partial fourth quarter. Marsteller gets set behind Bell at quarterback, breaks through a tackle at the 17. And bounces between the right hash marks and the numbers. Past the 20 to about the 21. Third and five coming up for JF. Actually, they'll say third and four to the 22. A good six-yard run by Marsteller right there on that second down. I got to give some credit right there offensively up front. Again, the offensive line doing the best job they can, trying to get some push and open up some holes to run between the tackles right there. And that time it paid off with a good six-yard run by Marsteller. Two receivers left to the right, excuse me, one left. Actually, it'll be left, and Marsteller gets over there on the carry. Nope, he decides to cut back to the right. Met by a wall of defenders at the line of scrimmage. Nothing doing there, and it'll bring up fourth down for Jefferson Forrest, and you can tell that they're kind of resigned to their fate as well because at the four-minute mark of the fourth quarter, they will go ahead and send on the punting unit, trailing 27-0, and this might be the last time their offense has the ball. Yeah, they had, uh, again, third down right there, and he came back with that uh, over-the-top motion with a cutback into the line right there. And, again, that time Heritage has seen that play quite a few times, and that time they were able to, again, get a quick read on it and close down the hole for no gain. Rajon Booker-Felder is back at the 43, now up to the 45, and a Cam McLennan right-footed punt is a wobbler high, bounces at the 45 and rolls out of bounds around the 46, maybe 47 of JF. And that's where the Pioneers take over. 3.31 to go in the fourth quarter, 27-0. Heritage leading at Jefferson Forest. They don't have to get to the impact church end zone. They can pick up a couple of first downs presented by Navy Blakely, Realtor, and Remax, and melt away this clock. JF has got three timeouts left. I would be skeptical that they use them here with the outcome in doubt are uh, no longer in doubt at this point. 
Yeah, well, again, this is an opportunity right now. You know, a lot of coaches um, like Brad Bradley want to be in this spot. You can really start putting in a lot of your second team guys and give them some playing time when you got this kind of lead and this short of time left in the fourth quarter. 46 yards away from the end zone. Quick swing pass over to the right side, stopping 45. And now brought down around the 40, eh, 43, 42. On the quick bubble screen, Marcus White, the wide receiver on that bubble screen. And it's really a creative run play to get about three to four yards. And again, the other part, the other part of the what you can also do here, you know, is you can work on some of the things that you want to do against a live team right here. And, you, you know, try some of the plays and things that you uh, want to have working on that. You don't normally get a chance to maybe call during a game when you have this type of cushion. Two receivers to each side. Bateman, a pitch to Booker Felder. Stops 45-40 inside the 35. Spun down around the 34, but they'll say it's just to the 35. We'll use air quotes for that. It's still enough for another Heritage first down. We're under three minutes to go, and really with about one to two more, they can feel this thing out here. Not yet ready to do that, but they... Up here, content to run the play clock down as much as they can. Well, Booker Felder's had a heck of a night tonight uh, running against the JF defense. He's probably going to be one of the local leaders rushing for the yards per game. And they take a shot toward the end zone, fired and bobbled, caught at the S in Cavaliers over on the far side. And it looked like it's Booker Felder on the pass play, and Heritage adds points. To make it 33 nothing, 220 to go here in the fourth quarter. Well, they definitely wanted a go route right there, throwing it out deep, and he blew by the corner right there and had him beat by at least three or four steps. And that throw was on the money at the goal line, and he was able to pull that in for the touchdown for the Pioneers. And now the extra point coming up. Snap a little high. They pull it down, kick on the way, and inside the right upright. So now 34-0 Heritage leads at Jefferson Forest. 2.20 remaining in the fourth quarter. Can the Cavaliers answer and get to the impact church end zone? That question's still out there. We'll find out when we come back. Both the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers and Rustburg Red Devils are fighting to ascend in the Seminole District. They square off this Friday, October 28th in Rustburg. Your East Coast Wings and Grill tailgate show starts at 6.30 on WIQORadio.com. The Virginia's talk station app. Ask your smart speaker. Stream WIQO Radio and 100.9 FM. JF Football is also proudly presented by State Farm Agent Paul Minchner, Impact Church, Express Lane Deli with 76 Gas, Perian Woolwine Family Ministry, and Lynchburg Regional Airport. What's better than game night? Game night with your tailgate favorites from Express Lane Deli. Enjoy a hometown classic with Moore's Original Hot Dogs, now available at select Express Lanes and all Moore's locations. Feeding a crowd? Pick up Express Lane's famous fried chicken. Just $1.09 a piece for orders over 32 pieces and serve it up with a wide selection of Express Lane's homestyle sides. Game nights are better when you feed your crew with some help from Express Lane's. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Turn from the 10 to the 29. Actually, they'll give them the 30, and that's where the JF offense will go to work. No running clock. We're a point away from that. 34-0. If it was 35-0, we would get one. It may be moot anyway because there's only 213 remaining here 
in the fourth quarter. Three timeouts remaining for Jefferson Forest Heritage with a couple of those in their pocket if they so choose to use. Well, this will be probably the last series offensively for JF to have an opportunity to put some points on the board right here. And it does look like Heritage may have put in some of their subs defensively. And immediately there's some communication challenges right there. But JF wants to take a timeout. So we'll keep it right here for Jefferson Forest. You know, the positives are you hung in this game in the first quarter and in the first half. They weren't blown out until the third quarter when Heritage added those two touchdowns. The negative is they have not come close to getting to the impact church end zone, and that has eluded them against these better teams the last three weeks and the losses to LCA two weeks ago, Glass last week, and now Heritage tonight. Yeah, they definitely offensively have not been able to, to put together some of the things that Coach Cruz wants to do. These defenses have just been too good swarming around the football and, and not having – the advantage of speed in some of the situations that would really help open up some of your play call. And, yeah, they've really struggled offensively against these better defenses in the Seminole. Shotgun snap coming up. Hand off Marsteller into a wall of Heritage defenders back at the 30. And he's brought down there, and that clock will move. And doesn't appear anybody is itching to call a timeout right now. So it'll be second and ten on the way for the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers as we're under two minutes to go. And, of course, we can remind you, life doesn't give you a two-minute warning. So, swing by State Farm Agent Paul Minchner in Centertown Bedford and find out the life insurance policy that fits you best because life doesn't give you a two-minute warning. Shotgun snap for Bell. Looks over to the right side and sliding down, but unable to pull that one in. Off the carpet, Luke Calkins could not pull that in. So, third and ten coming up. Yeah, again, a uh, that throw right there, he he was open. It was it looked like about a about a ten or twelve yard comeback route to the outside, and he was open. The corner was still bailing out, and he cut that route and came back. But the throw was was just not there. It went into the turf. So again, the you know that might be one part of what we're seeing without seeing a lot of passes is just the struggle they're having connecting, making their pass routes and passes work. And again, this time to Wrigley calling. It'll get up to about the 36, still being about three, four yards shy from a first down as the clock approaches the one-minute mark on fourth down, and we'll see if JF keeps that offense on the Sabre Stadium field turf or sits on the punting unit. It appears they'll keep the offense on. Big fourth down right here. JF just trying to get something positive right here, try to get a few more downs right here, get another series maybe. Uh, with the football with this first down on fourth and four. Snap coming out of the shotgun. Whenever Josiah Bell calls for it, clock reads 47 seconds, and it's moving down to zeros. And now timeout appears to be taken, second one from Jefferson Forest. And they'll burn that timeout. We'll take it with them, see what they draw up. On their perhaps final offensive play of the game, 41 seconds left in the fourth quarter, trailing 34-0. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on Virginia's talk station, WIQO Forest, 100.9 FM.
As a privately owned nonprofit organization, the Forest Youth Athletic Association thrives off volunteers. Volunteering with the FYAA ensures children throughout the Forest community have a local place to participate in sports like wiffle ball, t-ball, baseball, softball, lacrosse, soccer, football, flag football, basketball, and cheer. FYAA depends on volunteers and needs your support, whether that's volunteering your time, money, resources, or a combination of your gifts. Visit forestyouth.org to learn more about how you can support FYAA. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIUO. Bernie Jackson with the completed catch at around the 45 of Heritage for a first down, and he actually tacks on about nine extra yards to the 36, picks up a first down with 33 seconds left, and the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers spend that final time out here in the second half, they trail 34-0, but they'd love to get a cosmetic touchdown to have some momentum coming out of this one as they get ready to go to Rustburg next week, where I'll be off. We've got another folk filling in, so just bear with us next week. And then I'll be back in two weeks with the coach Rick Kennedy on senior night and then perhaps playoff football after that. But you'd love to have that extra momentum going to Rustburg next week in a game that uh Maybe a little bit more on where JF is in terms of their team development right now. Shotgun snap coming up. Josiah Bell looks left. Now looks over to the right side. Once Brody Jackson got it lost in the lights. But a flag comes into the end zone as Jackson turned around. And it looks like JF's going to get 15 yards and move this down to the 21. Well, this was, you know, last week, it was the last drive of the, of the game that JF was able to put together and drive down and score a touchdown for that one. And, you know, this looked like potentially this is the same thing that Coach Cruz may try to be doing right here, using his timeouts right there. And then they got the, the penalty that's going to help add some yards right there. So they're going to have a couple shots at the end zone right here at the end of the game to try to give them something positive, to, again, to take the Rustburg like you mentioned. So they're going to be down against the Red Devils next week. Uh, in Rustburg, and again, Rustburg, same scenario. They, they've been having a tough uh, time winning in season with the uh, in this in this district. Uh, they won some out of district games, but again, they've really struggled in district games against the better Seminole teams. Twenty-seven ticks on the clock. Can the final margin show that as well? We'll find out on the shotgun snap coming up from Bell. He feels duress, stops. His, he throws toward the impact church end zone, and it causes the ball to kind of flutter in between Colton Schillers and Brody Jackson. Incomplete at the E in Cavaliers. So it'll be second and 10 from the 21. Now 20 seconds remaining here at Sabre Stadium. Well, I tell you, Heritage is trying to bring some pressure. They know that JF's going to be throwing the football right here and there, blitzing, blitzing the linebacker off the edge right there, and he kind of chased um, – quarterback out of the pocket right there as he was kind of trying to sprint away and try to throw that ball back across his body into the end zone for an incompletion. One receiver to each side. Josiah Bell from the shotgun. More pressure coming. He'll step up into the pocket. Now thinks about taking off and throwing and throws it. And it looks like a sliding grab is made at about the 11. And it's enough for a first down. So it'll stop the clock with 13 ticks. And the referees... We're going to stop the clock, yes, to move the chains for a first down, and JF is at least able to get set. So the referees give that signal. They can snap the ball and get another playoff. 
And it'll be clocked with 11 seconds to go. Actually, it's supposed to say 10 or 11, but a couple ticks go off the clock, and the referee, I think, is going to put 11 back on, and he does. Yeah, well, again, they're going to have probably two shots at the end zone right here from the 11-yard from the line and uh, see what they can get with their two shots at the end zone to put some points on the board tonight against the Pioneers. It's been a tough sale uh, offensively, and now they have an opportunity in the red zone for the first time to see if they can get a couple points. Two receivers dropping back. Bell, he's crushed. Back of the 26, no timeouts left for Jefferson Forrest. And that's how this one will wrap up. Josiah Bell was blindsided in the backfield as a great job just sprinting through and knocking him backwards was Treandre Clark, the nose tackle. He and Chase Jackson combine on that sack, and that is fortuitously, maybe appropriately, how it ends for JF falling 34-0 to Heritage. Yeah, again, been um, some tough weeks for the uh, JF Cavaliers as they face the best teams in the Seminole. And now as they get down to the last two games, they go down to Rustburg with the opportunity to beat the Red Devils. And then they finish up the season at home at senior night against the Minutemen. Both of those are potentially winning games uh, for the Cavaliers, which would put their record with two more wins at five and five and a chance to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what you've got if you're Jefferson Forrest is you look to those two games, you look to build momentum and see if it's enough to elevate you into the playoffs. And, I mean, look, if JF can get one or both of those, it's already been an improvement on last year, but now's the chance to get some of that momentum and carry it towards the postseason. You know, what they went through the last three weeks – is the gauntlet of the Seminole District. When you factor in the three teams that they faced that were, by most accounts, first LCA, then EC Glass, and now most recently Heritage, the top three teams in the Seminole. Others are really good, too. I mean, it's not like it's a let-up the next two weeks against Rustburg and Liberty, but you knew what the top three teams in the district would be, and it was that type of reality check of, oh, this is what it takes to play this kind of football. And if you're JF, you open it for the returning guys when you get to the offseason and next year. These type of games serve as the reality check of just how far you have to go to get to this level. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, I mean, all of those teams, that the last three big losses, you know, to LCA, EC Glass, and Heritage now, they're, they're all going to be fighting and having a lot of opportunities in the playoffs right there. And, you know, with two more wins, JF could find themselves in the playoffs, you know, in the – District 4 that JF is in, uh, there's 12 teams, and eight of those get to go. So all they have to be is probably 5-5, five and five, and they're definitely going to have a, have a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, you get to that point, you got a playoff game, you'll probably be on the road, but if nothing else, you get some more valuable experience and some valuable reps going forward. When we come back, Ty and Trey back in our studio. We'll get you called up on how this game unfolded. Also, scores from around the area in high school sports, plus college major league baseball playoffs and more. And of course, a quick look ahead as well to next week. And all of that comes with it. In the meantime, we say a thank you to those two for a good trick. Kennedy, I'm Ed Lane. When we come back post game show after